Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Our guest today is Joseph Michelli, and I couldn't be more excited. Joseph is an expert on customer experience and a best-selling author of several books on the topic. I'm sure many of you have bumped into some of his books, which include The New Gold Standard, his time with Ritz Carlton, Leading the Starbucks Way, Driven to Delight, a behind-the-scenes look at Mercedes-Benz, The Airbnb Way, and his latest book, Stronger Through Adversity, where world-class leaders share pandemic-tested lessons. He also spent time in our industry with with a well-known market leader, creating programs for advisor engagement with their clients. Welcome, Joseph. Douglas, I'm the one who's honored, and I hope that people didn't get bruised when they bumped into my books. (laughs) I'm sure not only bumped into them, but they read them because they're so good. All right. Uh, You are so well-known in the client experience area how did you find your way there? Oh, you know, I was doing uh, customer service when we called it that, you know, long before we start talking about experiences. Um, and so for me, I remember starting in, in healthcare and working very closely to try to make sure every person said the same script every time. That's how old I am. And it speaks volumes to how far we've come from scripting client interactions to really understanding the panoply of the client experience. So how do you define client experience today? Yeah, I, I think some people, it's, it's kind of like a sense of humor, right? I mean, we all think we have it. Um, we really have a hard time defining it. And it's up to other people to tell us whether or not we really do possess the qualities. For me, it can either get so broad that it means nothing, or it can get so narrow that you're talking about just clicks on a website. So I try to find a happy medium that talks about being in the perception business. So for me, a client experience is driving the perceptions of your clients to some desired business outcome. For the advisor community, it's retaining high network clients. It's being able to engage clients so that there's regular conversations that keep them actively participating in the success of their portfolios. It's the ability to keep a client not only through their lifetime, but intergenerational clients. So there's a lot to what the outcomes are, but the goal should be to manage the perceptions and keep those perceptions on brand and loyalty building. So why should advisors make this important in their practices with so much to do? Because in all due respect, there is so much competition out there to convince me that I can have outcomes generated you know, just from technology, no need for humans at all involved to drive outcomes. Uh, if I am going to opt in for humans, I need to know that humans are going to derive some unique value proposition that a technology platform can't do. And what is that value proposition? And that is what the client experience is. It's the definition of the human side of the value uh, equation. And it's going to be reflected in your processes and your technologies. Don't get me wrong, but ultimately when push comes to shove, what are people going to say about you when you're not around? Because that is the definition of brand and branded customer experiences or client experiences deliver on your brand promise. 
are there practices, rituals, advisors should implement to enhance their client's experience? I think you should have a very tactical plan and look at your portfolio, identify your clients that you just couldn't imagine them sending you notification that they're terminating or transferring their assets. And then the middle book of business, the ones that would, it would hurt, but would not be, you know, it wouldn't be a blow below the waterline as Jim Collins likes to call it. You could still withstand those kind of losses and keep moving through the water. And then the other folks who you're grooming to either become middle book of business or ultimately someday longer, higher book of business clients, you have to have a tactical plan. And I think that plan varies based on those segments. So I'm looking for personalized experiences. I want to know an incredible amount about those uh, clients that I really, really rely on for the long term. I want to know them personally and deliver a personalized experience. In the middle book, I'm trying to come up with generalized, high elevated experience, but all my tax accountant clients are going to get a, a tax client kit, right? It's going to be something customized to them, but not to the individual level. And then in the, the, the lower third of the book of business, I'm going to make sure I've created an elevated experience where I'm communicating whatever my value proposition, maybe it's financial education or uh, you know, financial wellness, financial literacy, whatever that might be, I'm going to be communicating and providing tools to drive that but it's not going to be at the generalized or the personalized level. I think you've probably made everybody aware of that. Everybody wants the Ritz Carlton experience and advisors just can't engage with their clients in process. They must create experiences, which you began to talk about. So why are the experiences so important that they create? Well, the Ritz-Carlton experience is fabulous. And their motto is that we have the margin, right? Like we can, uh, we can move heaven and earth because we can charge for heaven and earth costs, uh, heaven and earth moving costs. I think for clients, we don't have the bandwidth to provide that to every single client every time at that scale. So we need to triage. Um, and why it's so important is that human beings make decisions about about almost everything they do based on emotion. We may claim that it's all cognitive, linear, very practical frontal brain stuff. But in the end, our push come to shove decisions about buying, staying with, referring, all come from an emotional center. And if we are not enveloping our clients in a consistent emotional truth that is our brand, then they will look for somebody who delivers comparable results uh, and who delivers that emotionally consistent experience. Advisors have so much to do that if they can't measure something or see results, it just doesn't get done. How can they measure their client's experience? Is it even possible? Well, I, I think it's possible. There, there are many ways to measure. Some is by measuring the KPIs on the back end. What percentage of your clients are coming from referrals? If you truly, are, now it's a slow burn, right? It's not like tomorrow you're going to flip a switch and all of a sudden you're going to get a bunch more, but set goals on what your referral percentages. Uh, figure out how to measure your clients so you know if they're likely to be referral sources. So, you know, the net promoter score is an example of that. So is a client effort scales. So how much effort does it take for me to get my needs met by working with this advisor? The less effort, the more likelihood I'm going to be sticky. Um, and the net promoter score, though slightly confused, right? I mean, some people think it really means people are going to rush out in the street and start promoting you as their advisor if they give you a nine or a 10. It truly is not that. It means they're likely to be loyal. And it means they can be activated to become a referral source, but it does require some activation strategy. And that's where I put my target energy, right? I'm going to 
I'm going to target the people that I need to keep. I'm going to provide that personalized experience and more of a customized at the mid book and then a gener generic, but you know, upscale experience uh, in the bottom third of the book. And then I'm going to measure using things like customer effort scale and using things like the net promoter score. And as I see nines and tens, the true promoters, I'm going to reach out to them even more. I'm going to give them some reason to want to share about me in the public square, make sure that they feel very safe, that if they do give my name out, it's not going to create a diminution of service to them. There's a lot of things that need to be done, but I think using some metrics as, as indicators of the people that you can activate to be referrals is but a superior way to prove out the value. There's, there's so much talk about the client journey. And in the past 18 months, the client journey has certainly changed quite a bit. Are there specific mileposts on this journey that an advisor can strive for to continue to engage the client towards either closing them or keeping them as clients? Yeah, I think th this is, you know, the client journey work has been going on for quite a while. I don't think people paid as much attention to it as they did in the last year and a half when they had to completely redesign their offerings oftentimes because they couldn't do it the way they always did it. Many of the times the way they always did it was what was convenient to the advisor as opposed to what was convenient for the client. Out of necessity, we introduced all kinds of technology platforms and other opportunities. The real short answer to your question is there are certain moments in a client journey that matter more than others. And those moments have been well-researched by behavioral economics for a long time, uh, e economists. These are the Tversky's, these are the Kahneman's, uh, these are the Dan Ariely's. They have spent a lot of time researching it. So we should just borrow from their beneficial wisdom and use their, their ideas about what moments matter most. Arrivals matter. That means arrival on your website. That means arriving on your phone call. That means arriving in your office. It means a handoff from one human being to another because it's a new arrival into another person's space. All of those matter a lot. And people make great impressions about whether or not they're going to work with you. I often say that if it goes bad at the beginning, it normally gets worse. Um, you go from there and then you've got these moments that really matter. These are moments where I am transitioning from one state of being to another. You've made the sales pitch and now you're delivering the first round of service. I've just made that transition. Did it uh, deliver against that promise? Uh, exits matter. Moments where I'm leaving the relationship. I'm walking out of your office. Did you care about me as much as I'm going out the door as you did when I was coming in with the prospect of having money above my head that I'm waving at you? Uh, those are all super important. I think we have to look at the pain points because they're memorable. The things that are really friction filled, we need to try to lower the friction. We need to celebrate the victories. And I think in the financial services community, you know, just being able to embrace you know, people achieving the goals on their journey financially and being able to celebrate them and put a bow on it. When I bought a new car, you know, they literally put a bow on the car. Like the car wasn't enough. The experience of delivery was heightened. And I think we have to look at that as well. Along this journey, there's, there's rituals that are created and you've written a lot about rituals. Um, can you give us examples of some rituals that have worked in maybe in this industry or um, some others that would apply to this, this industry? Well, I think that you already referenced the Ritz-Carlton, so I'll bring that one in there. Probably the most ritualized of anything. I think Ritz-Carlton culture is short for Ritz-Carlton cult or, or an expansion of the concept of a Ritz-Carlton cult. The cult is kept alive by communication rituals and daily lineup. And daily lineup is a 10-minute discussion of our service values 
and what we want uh, guests to feel every single time. Uh, those conversations aren't about the operational mechanics of getting things done on a day-to-day. -day. It's the bigger aspirational components of making the human connection that delivers the, the desired and branded client experience that is Ritz-Carlton. I've seen advisor communities do the same thing. They have office huddles in the morning. They tell wow stories, how they have delivered experiences that are in keeping with the brand. They talk about opportunities to move the needle even further. They share their values about creating raving fans for life or whatever their value structure is. And they just remind people every day, this is the business we're in. Uh, the financial scorecard notwithstanding, we are here to elevate lives. We are here to engage human beings and serve them and earn and support their trust so they can live the best life. In your latest book, Stronger Through Adversity, you gleaned insights from over 140 top global business leaders on leading through and beyond COVID. What surprised you as you talked to all these people? First, that they had time to talk to me, right? I mean, there, there's a certain image I have of people just slumped over their desks, you know, fretting, you know, overeating, just trying to figure out how to manage all this. Uh, but in point of fact, people open themselves up, I think, to have conversations. And so the book is, a, you know, 140 plus conversations with global leaders from companies like Marriott and Microsoft and Google and, and uh, you know, a variety of financial service providers, investment companies as well. Um, and, it, you know, the thing about it for me was they were so open. They almost needed to share. I think leaders need to share. We need to process what we've just been through and what we're going through. We need to look for some insights so we can develop agility and learn from our, our really, I think, a lot of trial and error efforts to respond to something that none of us ever had, had to respond to before and hope to never have to respond to again once we get through this, whatever getting through this means. You, like I mentioned, you, you've written so many books and they're all your children. Is, is there a favorite that you have that you've written? Well, my daughter thinks my son is my favorite. My son thinks my daughter is my favorite. So <laughs> I assume each book thinks the other is favored. Uh, you know, truly, I think the Ritz-Carlton book is one that fits very nicely for financial advisors, I think, uh, because it really does speak to a culture that tries to elevate human experiences. And many of the investors you're talking with, you know, their competitive landscape for service experience are places like the Ritz-Carlton. I wrote a book about Mercedes that I'm pretty fond of because, again, this is a brand that was very tactically and technically solid on the on the engineering side of things, the product engineering, their experiences did not live up to their product. And they went through a very rigorous transformation process, did the listening, did the using of the NPS and some of the other things that we've talked about in this interview. They've done a lot of those things and flipped their brand around, always competitive now, one, two, or three for, uh, for JD Power's customer satisfaction. In the old days, they were in the number 22 spot, which when you claim to be best or nothing really means you're nothing. So they're, uh, they're right up in the top echelon in their delivery of human experiences in automotive. When, when you get a new project like this, what's the process and what drives the process is, would you say it's curiosity? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the last book, Stronger Through Adversity, was a born of necessity. I was about to write a book about Godiva. This is the 95th anniversary for Godiva Chocolate. Uh, we were planned in, in 2020 to be working on that book. I'd consulted for them before. Um, and I also consulted with the new CEO when she was over at Starbucks. So she came over from Starbucks and, uh, you know, it was quite the opportunity. Every, all the stars aligned until COVID and, and we weren't going to get to the manufacturing plant. Godiva was not going to do high-end morning coffee 
uh, cafes in high street locations in New York City and around the world as they planned. Everything was going wrong. And so I had to pivot and I went with my clients. So my clients had me on all these task forces to figure out how do they keep their clients. And as I said on those task forces, it was nothing but human curiosity that said, how are these leaders approaching this? What can we learn from this? You know, this is, a, this is a crucible and test for all of our integrity and our learning and our ability to deliver great internal and external client experiences. And so for me, it was nothing but curiosity. And that seems to be the driver. I work with companies that give me a chance to tell their story and I choose a subset of them uh, to expand on in the form of a book. So is the Godiva book next? Well, it kind of depends on how things go for Godiva. There's such flux right now, but it's it's in there somewhere. I, I can't fully disclose. There, there are definitely book projects on the horizon. That's great. Joseph, we couldn't appreciate you more being with us today. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I just thank you. What you do for your community, the way you curate content and insights from thought leaders. I follow you religiously, and I'm not a financial advisor just because I love what you bring to the table. So thank you, Douglas, and honored to be here. Thank you very much. To learn more, order a book, or get in contact with Joseph, please visit josephmichelli.com. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all on Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.